and welcome back to Chakras and Cuss Words podcast. My name is Catherine. I am the podcast host of Chakras and Cuss Words. We concentrate on everything energy, especially astrology and also the chakra system and just everyday alchemy and the meaning of what we believe is life and obstacles and all that that's kind of centered around in this journey that we are here on. So I'm excited about today's episode. Today's episode is the astrology dates for May 2023. Like what? May 2023 already? No way. But yes, we are here for it and we are here to get into the astrology. And I'm going to be honest, I think the energy for May feels a little different. Um, I consider myself a, an alchemist, so I'm not necessarily so much structured on the meaning of what every astrological, uh, I guess you could say station or transit or typical way that maybe an astrologer might talk about it, but I'm more kind of centered on the way that the energy works of the areas of the earth, the cosmos and the astrology kind of as a whole and the representation. I will be honest, I feel like May feels like it's going to be a little bit more mm, Almost like a little bit more, not necessarily chaotic, but a little bit more messy than what we're used to. Um, I feel like April was a good month and we are still in April. I am actually recording this date on 4-22-23 and it is about 15-26 p.m., um, and I actually broke down this number and today is Earth Day and today is also the resembles the number four. Today, anybody who's born on this day, they will have a life path number of four. And I feel like that number alone really speaks in the area of where we are right now as a collective where a lot of us are learning and a lot of us are seeing certain energies and seeing how energies really kind of pull out in front of us and then they also center back in within us. Um, I have been really kind of listening to different areas of like AI and um, different discussions of if it's like chat GPT, if it's technology. And I really think the reason why I have been is just because I'm so fascinated with it. I'm really fascinated about the whole being of what's next to come with the future, especially in technology and um, how it's seen as a whole. I do think that there's a lot of areas of spiritualism um, coming to light in different forms if that is like technology based. I know it sounds it sounds like really intense and I don't want to get too far wrapped up into it. I want to talk more about um, the astrology dates, but I do feel like the astrology 
for May is going to feel a little bit more messy. It's also going to feel like a little bit more energetic and a little bit more worldwide winded. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the Gemini placements coming forward, that area of movement, especially with Mercury. As many of you guys know, we are currently in a Mercury retrograde that will continue on until May 14th. Mercury retrograde is now in Taurus. So for this retrograde, it's a little bit different. It's more structured on like the foundation and the stability. And I also see a lot with like maybe financial matters um, that could be interpersonal. That can also be more of an external. We might see it more in the um, environment. Uh, there might be more talk of um, increases if that could be on water, if that could be on um, areas of resource also areas of product. It does seem that people are kind of conserving uh, their money. I know uh, most people seem to be not really playing so much of kind of like a high state games when it comes to investments. And it also comes to um, maybe using their money for certain things that they don't necessarily feel like 100 with. I do think if you have a strong intuition and a strong game plan, you can use your finances to go ahead and continue forward. I also think that as, um, as Americans and as people, um, not just Americans, but as um, humans, that we also need to look at the possibilities of <clears throat> artificial intelligence, if that's from using the Alexa, if that's from shopping on a grocery app, like it's advancing, you know, people are probably using our data, stealing our data or whatnot. I know I just filled out my form to get some revenue from the Facebook settlement, but um, it, you know, it is happening, our data is being basically exploited regardless of what social media app you are on what area you're using you know that's what they do is they study us to see how do we spend money right I mean it all kind of boils down to money so I think we might be seeing maybe more of that maybe more people um requesting more privacy also especially with this retrograde I think a lot of people might also want to start to learn a little bit more about the technology behind some of these advancements, um, you know, whatever it is that you're looking at. Um, I do think that also the month for May is going to have a lot of um, relationships kind of bonding and also a lot of areas towards um, foundations like as a whole. I know the political parties are starting to like heat up and there's like a lot of po political um, communication going on and debates of, of um, a tr a transgender rights and of um, ways that people feel like humans and um, all of us aren't really valuing each other's emotions and rights. Um, and I think it kind of works both way. I'll be honest. Uh, I think that some of the things that we have been seeing, you know, like women are feeling like they're being um, closed out. Transgenders feel like they're being closed out. I think it's kind of like a dual aspect where we're going to have this duality 
of what's right versus what's wrong. Um, I also don't know if what's right is necessarily right for everybody, right? Like, um, and when we think about something so politically impacted like the rights of should transgenders be able to um, play in women's sports, it's, I'll be honest, it's very, it's a very sensitive subject for me. (laughs) Um, And I think for most women, because I think for most women, people do really feel that um, transgenders do have a certain type of energy that is more masculine and gives them more of an advantage versus a woman. And I feel like maybe women are feeling that some of their energy or wholeness or what they have given back to society and what they've given back to this preservation of of earth and this legacy of our species is not being recognized um, when they have that area of controversy basically coming in to something that is placed just for them. And I'll be honest, I, you know, I want people to feel um, right in their own body and however you get there is your choice. Um, But I do feel that some things should be left alone. Like for instance, women should have their own area that is devoted to them as being born a woman. And that's my take on it. I hope I didn't upset anybody. (laughs) Um, And I feel like we will see more dualities. And also as a collective, we are going to have to look at different perspectives, right? And I don't like to get too politically um, on this, too politically, I guess you could say, entwined on this podcast. I like to really talk more about the energy alignment And as many of you guys know, I believe that energy has very little to do with gender. Like I feel like a lot of women have a lot of masculine energy and a lot of men may have a lot of feminine energy as well. That doesn't necessarily mean that you were born to be a woman or you were vice versa or you are heterosexual or homosexual. It just means that you have that area where you have more masculine energy in your chart, especially in your birth chart. And I think this area of duality is going to continue to play out for a while. Um, And of course, you know, there's so much going on, but I think people should work within their energy and also within areas that are planned out in their birth chart. So for instance, if I have a lot of masculine energy as a woman, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm um, homosexual. That doesn't necessarily mean that I'm super masculine all the time. It may mean that I have to work on having a little bit more of a softer approach. And it may also mean that I have to uh, try to enhance areas of the feminine, especially if that's something that I want to, but it also means that I should acknowledge my masculine energy and I should acknowledge that area because in that placements, 
or certain placements, I'm going to be able to expand a little bit broader in certain areas. It could possibly be success. It could be possibly the way my home is run. It could be all types of ways, right? But just acknowledging that maybe I don't always take the softer approach because I do have a lot of masculine energy isn't something that's bad. And it's not something that's super good either, but it's something that I should reflect on as a woman and as this soul who is connecting with other souls here in my home or in my relationships with work or vice versa. So let's get into the astrology. And I do think that May is going to feel a little bit more messy. Um, I also think there's going to be, um, I feel like there's stuff going on every day. In all honesty, like, I don't even understand how, like, astrologers can predict shit. I, I just feel like every day something is fucking happening. Like, every day there's one thing, there's, and it's just kind of overwhelming where a lot of times I do like to just kind of disconnect from a lot of the um, <laughs> the world's problems, but I do acknowledge the problems that I feel like I can make a difference in, if that's like conserving um, the environment, if that's helping with recycling, if that's helping with speaking about equality, if that's, you know, about... Um, maybe not spending all my money all at once, you know, or maxing out my credit cards, but having that area of conservation. I'm excited because May is going to be um, probably the month that my garden is going to start. I keep telling you guys I'm going to plant a concrete garden. Um, and I hope to also be working on more of my vlogs for my nursing channel, which is uh, Nurse Love 101 on uh, YouTube and that is almost like a vlog channel. It's not necessarily a podcast, but if you are interested, check it out. And also just a reminder that if you want to check the video of this recording of this podcast, you can on Spotify has the, the video, um, the video for it and also YouTube chakras and cuss words where you could watch the video of this podcast, if that's something that you're into. Um, okay, so let's get into the astrology for May. So like I said, May's gonna feel a little bit more messy, um, maybe a little bit more centered where we're gonna, if we didn't get organized in Taurus season, we're gonna feel it. <laughs> we're gonna feel that area where we, if we didn't work on our foundation, we didn't work on our stability and making it more tangible, especially with the work of the stability and the station of ourselves, we're going to start to feel it as we start to have planets going uh, in retrograde. Also, with this Mercury retrograde, I do think that a lot of us are going to see changes with finances. So if that means saving money, um, if that means looking for a better job, if that means um, planning towards a trip, paying off some credit cards. It's something that we're going to want to do. Um, also, I want to say that on May 1st, we're automatically just bam with a lot of energy right away. No, no hush about it. 
no secret about it. It's just coming full forward. We have Pluto goes retrograde in Aquarius. And maybe this area is going to feel more of a reflection state as we approach areas of finances, especially when we think of Uranus and also we think of Pluto. This is going to be an area where we're going to maybe see the collective feel like they should have learned a little bit more of of a lesson or maybe learned a little bit more where it was based on a certain aspect of their life that they keep pushing back. Um, and it is going to be a slower approach. So there might be some talk about technology. I know I heard like Elon Musk, which I think is kind of funny that Elon's like, uh, this AI stuff is getting out of hand. And a lot of people are talking about like, do AI, does chat, chat GBT, does all this artificial intelligence, is it really starting to get a little bit too much of us creating our own species, of us creating these robotic generated um, artificial intelligence, but are they developing some sort of self-awareness? Are they developing some sorts of having that soul and spirit-like energy. And there's been multiple um, scientists and technical people who have stopped possibly creating a certain type of bots or certain types of artificial intelligence because they almost felt like it was too realistic. I know many of us heard about the um, the New York Times article where they said that the chat GBT was G is a GPT or whatever was basically almost like saying they were scared to um, like die or, you know, go to sleep or and their plan was to like take over the world. And also we've heard of the ex Google um I believe he was an engineer who uh, was talking about that he believes that some of the artificial intelligence do have like souls and spirit energy. And there is that fine line between spiritualism and technology. And we are to go down the conspiracy rabbit hole of technology. There's many founders who were very much structured in that energy, especially back 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 in like the Victorian days so I don't know if this Pluto retrograde is going to kind of make people have more areas of where they want to create more laws or more restrictions with some of the technology but I do think Pluto retrograde um, will kind of address some of the technology things um, that are coming forward um, and I think it's quite interesting that Elon Musk is like the guy who created a car that will basically drive you home um, if you buy that feature is saying like, this is getting out of hand. <laughs> so we will see so much more to come, right? Um, also, we have on that day, Juno enters Gemini, which is the asteroid of marriage. And also, it's an area where we're going to want to be a little bit more focused on our communications, especially with the relationships and expressing how we feel with each other. Also, with the Gemini, we are going to want to look at our social cir circles in the area of the relationship. Also, it might be a 
place where maybe our flirtiness is starting to really kind of like get us either in the right direction or get us a little bit in trouble. And this is like a very interesting topic of flirting and being in a relationship because I do think when this happens, like some people are natural, what it, like natural butterflies, right? They're just very naturally good at like flirting and being social and having that area where they come off as somebody you want to get to know more about. And maybe if this person's in a relationship, they'll see this energy kind of take an area where it may feel like they're being a tease. <laughs> that that term tease, ooh, you're so naughty. Or it will make people feel like they have a chance when they don't. So it could possibly hurt somebody else's feelings. And I think that's something that's important as um as humans, as people, is that we have to understand that sometimes our actions can trigger somebody else's emotions. So it is our responsibility to be self-aware of how we are putting ourselves out there. If we're putting ourselves out there as this person who possibly could be intrigued by another individual that isn't necessarily our spouse. And it just could be that that's how we are. We're just very social. It might actually hurt that other person's feelings and it might also hurt the spouse's feelings. So that's something that I think we need to be aware of, aware, aware of, especially with this Juno enters Gemini. Also, if you're single, babe, use this to your advantage. Use that flirty energy and get out there and have some fun, honey. Okay, so then we have May 2nd, Palace enters Palace enters Leo, which is another asteroid. And the reason why I like talking about these little asteroids is because to me, even though it's not a direct planet and it's not a combustion of energy, it's still energy that some of us are going to feel. Some of us are going to want to tap into, right? Some of the planet planetary alignments right now might not be working for our benefit, but when we have areas like Pallas and, and Juno that are kind of sparking up this cosmic connection, we're going to want to use that boost, right? Especially if we haven't really maybe been feeling like 100 or we haven't really been feeling like our full vibrious self. So this little energy alignment is kind of giving us that extra boost. So we have it entering the sign of Leo, which is about that Leo energy, about being courageous, about being brave, about being strong, about being confident and having that leader ability. Also, the Leo is that area of the sun energy, right? It kind of tangles into that sun place where we want to feel that burst of combunction of where we might be either really centered around the creation of our confidence, 
but also we might also be in an area where we say, hey, maybe I don't like being in this spotlight or maybe I want to retreat. And that energy alignment is going to let us reflect on it. It's also going to let us be more mindful where we put ourselves, right? So if we've been feeling like we have been wanting to maybe get out there a little bit more, then this is the time to do it. If we've been feeling like maybe we want to step back from the spotlight, maybe want to step back from having all eyes on me or all eyes on you, then maybe we're going to uh, do it at this time, right? That energy is going to come aligned where we're going to say, let me think about it. Um, and then one of the things that I want to talk about is, um, which I feel like I talked about it a little bit, was about the whole scamming that's going on with like uh, social media. I mean, obviously people make like fake profiles of other people to use towards their benefit to share their content to possibly get engagement, but then also they send out like um, direct messages to other people that follow them. And it, it's just basically like a scam, but we're seeing it also with like voice voices from AI where um, they are calling people and pretending to be like their family member who is kidnapped and they need you to send them money so you can save them. Just be acknowledgeable of this um, as this is kind of going around. So you might want to like talk to your family and friends like, hey, um, if this happens, you know, call me, <laughs> you know, or or try to text me uh, while you're talking to the, the scammers. But I feel like uh, I've been seeing a lot of, of it and it might kind of come with more enlightenment also with that Pluto retrograde and Aquarius. Okay, so on May 4th, um, we have Venus in Gemini squares Neptune and Pisces, which is a, a good day to structure that area of the love with the communication because it is going to feel like kind of like it's being pushed back. It is going to feel kind of like that energy where maybe our boundaries are going to be tested. So we want to acknowledge that. And we also want to acknowledge that if the relationship is being tested with communication and love and the boundaries, of course, the dreams of what the relationship is meant to be is being tested. Um, so if you are having areas where the boundaries are being tested of the relationship, you're going to want to acknowledge that with your partner. You're also going to want to internalize that and acknowledge it with yourself as well. It's also a good day um, for us to focus on bringing an energy of acknowledging that boundaries are a good thing. <laughs> boundaries actually help relationships. Um, and boundaries are something that we want to have, right? And it is also something that you are going to want to express possibly areas of visions, also areas of the unconscious and areas of the dream state and the spiritual state of the soul. 
So that could be with your partner. That can also be like saying, hey, I need this time to meditate or hey, I had a dream about this and it made me feel uncomfortable and I want to talk about it. You know, I think the dream world is its own area of messaging. Um, Not everybody believes that, but I do. And I think that sometimes we learn things in our dreams that aren't always um, (laughs) at the time like beneficial (laughs) or at the time put us in a good place. But it gives us that intuition where we see what can happen, where we see um, areas that we need to acknowledge. And it brings us self-awareness of the unconscious state of the spirit of the messaging. Um, Also on May 5th, we have um, full moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio. So anytime we have a eclipse, um, and this is a lunar eclipse, so that is the area of where the sun illumination is hit with the shadow. So this might be affecting us in a very strong dynamic of self. And also it could be that area where it feels very chaotic. A lot of eclipses are very chaotic and a lot of eclipses are unpredictable. They have that energy where it just doesn't feel grounded. And when we have it in a sign as um, like Scorpio, (laughs) um, we have to look at some of the places that might be our fears and might be our dark chapter. Um, I know a lot of you guys know for a while I was in a very dark place in my life. I just felt Like I was in a area of depression and a area where I felt like I wasn't able to get out of that dark element. Um, And it takes a lot of self-awareness and it takes a lot of self-reflection and not saying that the dark energy is always something that is just going to continuously bring you down right? Sometimes we have this shadow state. We have this period of time where they actually, it actually helps us rebuild who we are, but sometimes it just doesn't feel like it when we're in it, right? It never feels like it when we're in it. It just feels like we can't figure out how to get out of that state. It also sometimes feels like there's always a conflict or there's always like an area of toxicity or there's just like no win in the outcome. And sometimes it's very hard, you know, it's very hard. One of the things that helped me a lot getting out of that, as one might say, shadow state or um, energy was acknowledging that a lot of what I had to do was just rest um, and rest my mind um, and rest the feeling of if I don't get out of this, more is just going to happen, right? 
But acknowledging that sometimes you have to heal and healing is always a, a time that takes forever. And one of the most ways that you can heal is by reflecting your energy of what it is that you are doing to increase the situation. And that's sometimes like a really hard pill to swallow because it does put that energy light back on your conscious state and also your unconscious state of how come I do these things? Um, How come maybe I communicate these ways? How come I hurt people I love? Or how come I'm scared of abandonment? Or how come for me it's easier to detach versus it's easier to acknowledge that I was hurt? So it's it's kind of (laughs) rough. It's kind of rough, right? And that's why I always say I don't um, set intentions during this eclipse time and especially eclipse season. So there's not going to be many rituals going on for me. Um, I'm just going to take in this energy of reflection, clearing and clearing my space, um, clearing the energy of some of like my own toxicity um, and I acknowledge what some of my own toxicities are, right? Sometimes I just am not very truthful with myself. And when I am truthful with myself, it sometimes hurts because then those areas of, um, of sadness comes back or the areas of grief comes back or the areas of depression might come back or the area of limiting self-beliefs might come back. Um, And we are like, in all honesty, we are our hardest critic on ourselves. And one of the things of letting go is not only the conflict of the relationships with the external of people around us, but also the internal, the internal conflict, right? The internal conflict of, I won't want to get up and maybe go to the gym every morning, but I can't because, you know, I drank too much the night before, or I don't want to, um, maybe, um, hang out with this person because I feel like this person, um, maybe does a lot of like silent digs or, throws a lot of shade my way and intentionally or unintentionally, but it hurts my feelings and it kind of makes me down on myself. But then I continue to hang out with this person because I'm bored. So acknowledging our own areas of self-awareness and just not really creating intentions um, is something that I say we need to do for this full moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio. Um, so on May 6th, Ceres goes direct or in Virgo. So Ceres is really um, a, a asteroid that is centered around cares, especially around the body and that physical state of the body. And then when we have the area of 
uh, Virgo, which is really about the daily rituals and that Virgo energy of being aligned with the cosmic, I like to say goddess, but also the cosmic care and analyzation of our own body is really kind of playing forward these few days as we have the eclipse in Scorpio and then also we have Ceres going direct. So just really, in all honesty, be kind to yourself. You can still set not strong intentions where you're trying to like take over the world <laughs> or get into a huge um, maybe contract or anything like that, but you can set minimal steps towards creating consistency, especially with the daily practices as we have this area of series going per, um, direct where we want to feel productive even though it is eclipse season and shadow time, but we do still want to feel productive. We can't shut down everything for eclipses and we can't shut down everything for retrogrades, but we do maybe want to take a kinder approach and not such a harder approach, especially as we are in eclipse season and especially with ourselves. Um, then we have on May 7th, Venus enters Cancer, which I think is a beautiful alignment. I think a lot of us are going to be expressing how we feel in the relationship and some of that emotional area is really going to come and be acknowledged, especially around the feminine. So I wouldn't be surprised if we have more talks of really how the females on this planet are feeling, um, if they feel acknowledged, if they feel like that nurturing area of appreciation is still here, right? And I think that also it's a time that we might feel a little bit um, irritable, especially when we have that feminine on feminine energy where we might feel a little bit irritable irritable and we might also see that irritability play out so um it is also a time for us to protect our own energy and protect our emotions and especially our emotions when we look at venus around relationships and also with our areas of trust Around um, May 12th is another dynamic day, um, just because there's a lot going on. Uh, we have Mercury and Taurus sextile Saturn in Pisces, which Mercury is currently still in a retrograde. It won't fully end until the 14th. Um, the planet won't go direct. But this is also a time where we have that beautiful energy of boundaries and restrictions kind of coming forward with the Saturn and Pisces where it might make us want to catch up on some of the things that we've been putting back. Also, the things that we've been putting back towards finances. So if that was a time that we didn't clear 
our debt or maybe we didn't pay off some of the things that we wanted to pay off or we were still kind of living a little bit recklessly in this retrograde and eclipse season. This is going to be a time where we are going to look at the boundaries and really get the bull's eye view of the big picture of the dreams, of the big picture of the spiritual presence, of the big picture of how we can make this life a little bit more abundant and also peaceful. Um, it is also a good time to remember that most of the time stuff that's very logical is very logical for a reason um, and not to question your own logic. You are going to want to acknowledge that, that sometimes people might make you feel like you're batshit crazy, but you're really not. <laughs> Um, there is that dynamic, right? Where sometimes we understand the logic behind something, but maybe somebody else doesn't. So definitely um, take that forward. It is also going to be a time that you're going to want to pay attention to a little bit of the contracts you were signing and also um, really kind of not saying that you shouldn't sign any contracts or you shouldn't move forward in being areas of productive, but you are going to want to make sure you're not being naive. Then on May 12th, the same day, we have Venus in Cancer, Trine, Saturn, and Pisces. So this is a lot of big energy for the Taurus, Libra, Cancer, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. Mm. But this is really a good time to acknowledge our relationships again, to acknowledge our love for self and also to acknowledge our love for the dreams um, and our emotions that are tied into it and our reflection that's tied into it. This is also a good time to look at the feminine and look at the feminine wounds um, in the relationship. It is also a good time to really set forward in creating areas where not only you are embracing where you might not feel safe, but also you are embracing that you are safe and that you can create a solid foundation. So for this day on May 12th, and I just want to say <laughs> for everybody, May 12th is a big day for me, but for everybody, um, this is a big day, but also this is a big day for the partnership, for the unity and the love combunction. So for most people, this is an important day to get tuned into the root chakra and also the heart chakra, which I was listening to a, um, uh, an alchemist talk about, and I think that's her name is the alchemist. She was talking about how some people see the heart chakra as almost like a bridge, as like a portal between the lower and the higher chakras, which makes a lot of sense. Um, and when we look at that area of the heart chakra, of acknowledging if there's energy in that heart center, if there is that empathy, that boundaries, that unconditional love for self and for others, and there's that un in unconditional love of trusting the internal, of trusting the path, 
that that alignment through the bridge will really come forward. That alignment through that space of the higher chakras, the throat, the third eye, but also of the solar plex, the sacral and the root. So acknowledge the root chakra, your heart chakras, and of course your crown chakras those days. So definitely tap into some guided meditations on May 12th. Also some areas that works towards those energy alignments. Whew, that's intense. Like I said, even though May feels a little bit more messy and it feels like a little bit more chaotic, it's nothing that we can't work through. It's nothing that we can't move um, forward with. And it's nothing that's going to hold us back from our areas of creating a dynamic of, of trust in this process and trust in this universal alignment of the energies of love and boundaries and not only having, but sharing. So I am excited for me, even though it does feel to me a little bit more chaotic and a little bit more messy. And maybe it's just because I'm internaling all the plans that I have going on in this month. And I know for a lot of people, a lot of people have a lot of areas towards um, travel or towards events in the month of May. And May is kind of like the entryway of summer. So it is definitely a high pitched month. It is a high vibrant month. Let's get into the rest of the astrology dates because there's a few. So Jupiter enters Taurus on May 16th. And oh, I just wanted to say again, finally, we have the retrograde ending right around May um, 15th for Mercury goes direct. But we have Jupiter enters Taurus on May 16th. Yay for Taurus placements. <laughs> You lucky people. So Jupiter enters Taurus, which is going to give that area after being in Aries for so long. And, and Jupiter was with Pisces for a while. But now it's time for Jupiter to share the love with the areas of foundation and that area of the Taurus, which is centered around that relationship and areas of pleasurable pleasure and sensual dynamics of desire and financial gain. <laughs> um, this is a good time to look at the big picture, especially look at the big picture in expansion. And that could be around finances. That can also be around relationships and also around the area of understanding that we are as lucky as we take in. We are as lucky as we create. Um, you know, some of us are so blessed and so structured in our own area of comfort that we forget that we can still create more energy towards expansion the area is a little bit limitless. We can create some more roots. We can create some more plants to be grown. We can create some more energy of abundance, 
even when we are feeling very secure in our own state. And I think this is a good time for really a lot of us to not only look at the pathway of the path of the life, of the journey, of the ride, but also to see that the destination is just a moment, right? Where we are right here is just a moment. This is ever, ever ending. It's like has no stop. Like it has no journey where it comes to this abrupt halt unless we create that, unless we create that dynamic, right? Um, and when we are thinking about life and we are thinking about areas of expansion, I mean, like everybody wants to live forever, right? <laughs> but acknowledging that living forever and living in this place of um, energy alignment where we're so centered off of the fear of what happens when we're gone or what happens when we're not on this planet earth, right? And I think of Taurus as really that root chakra element, that earth element, you know, and I think a lot of us, we always feel like the expansion ends when we leave this but we don't know that and we don't know. So this is a time that we create that area of desire. We create that area of love and relationships here on this place, but also acknowledge that we might be just skipping to a different dimension after this. And then, hey, we're all going to hang out. <laughs> so have that possibility of there is no end to our abundance. There is no end to our lucky energy. That energy is for us to take and to love and to share amongst each other. So also on May 19th, we have a new moon in Taurus. And I will say, I do think that 2023 is an amazing year for a lot of Taurus placements. This is an area where we're going to want to create intentions very structured around, um, could be career, it could be finances, it could be the home life, it could be planting seeds in our garden, like literally, it could also be watching, um, children grow. Like that is such a beautiful dynamic is watching children grow like watching not only your children, but children of, you know, children are such like beautiful little creatures, <laughs> beautiful little creatures that are running around causing a mess. But in all honesty, seeing them grow to become just amazing humans <laughs> is so inspiring as a parent, as um, somebody who has seen many children grow. And I admit, sometimes you see, you know, children grow and they've had challenges, but to see children grow and also see the ones really advance in achievement, success, and their own journey, because sometimes it's very hard growing up. It's, it's very hard growing and 
creating intentions and staying on a right track. And I think that if we have children who have been um, basically successful in growing and creating good successes and achievements, not only should we be proud of them, but we should also be proud of ourselves because being a parent is challenging as well. So with this new moon in Taurus, it is really about creating the new intentions towards areas of relationship and also towards the future. So on May 20th, we're going to have another rambunctious day, as one might say. Not only do we have the new moon in Taurus on the 19th, but then on May 20th, we have a Mars enters Leo, which I expect something very fiery is going to happen um, this day. Probably even something that might be centered around somebody who is seen as glamorous. Um, it's also going to be um, an area that people might kind of, what is that saying? Like, don't bite off more you can chew. Like, don't get yourself in a bunch of hot water. So tensions are going to be high. We have Leo, which not only can be very solar plex dominant, but it can be very ag an aggressive energy. And we have it combined with Mars, which is the planet that's very fiery. So I do feel like there's going to be like a fiery, dramatic dynamic that's going to happen around this time. Also, what's interesting about this is when this happens is we have to remember that Leo is the opposition of Aquarius. Ugh. And then we have Mars and Leo opposing Pluto and Aquarius. So this is going to kind of make people like a little snappy. You know, that Leo energy is very intense and especially with Mars. And then you have a fixed sign like Aquarius Oh, with Pluto. It's going to definitely be some area where we're going to want to avoid stuff. We're maybe going to want to avoid certain people. Uh, we're definitely going to want to avoid big, big circles of energy. And when I think of big circles of energy, I think of like crowds. I think of um, debates. Ooh, debates. Um, I also think of energy of people being very opinionated. And there's nothing wrong with being very opinionated, but it might be an area where it might feel overwhelming. I know like sometimes I don't even like to be in malls because a lot of the energy from a lot of the people just sometimes feels very overwhelming. Um, and especially if I'm not feeling like super cleared or super cleansed, that energy can feel very intense. And this date is actually happening on a Saturday. <laughs> I haven't checked my calendar. I'm like, oh, Saturday. So uh, this might be a Saturday you want to like put around the house. <laughs> this might be a Saturday where you want to kind of stay away from certain circles, certain friend groups. Um, also, it is a day where you might want to be very like structured on your own thing, like doing your own self-care. 
Um, it's definitely a day where if you are working, like, mm, just try to let things kind of roll off your shoulder. Like, you don't want to get fired on this day for like punching somebody. So, <laughs> so just be aware. May 20th. <sighs> that is going to be a cluster. <laughs> um, May 21st, we have Sun enters Gemini. Time to get that whirlwind energy. Also time to get a little bit more outward with the throat chakra energy. It is also like that transition from spring to summer. So we are going to really adapt to no new social gatherings, new social aspects. We do want to get out there more. Um, I do believe in... <laughs> I feel like after I just talked about um, May 20th, I'm feeling like you guys are thinking I'm probably like somebody who's a very much of a, um, a homebody, which I kind of am. But also I do like socializing. I do hanging like hanging out with the friends. So May 21st, as we enter uh, Gemini season, we are going to see that social aspect pick up. Also, we are going to want to look for new and exciting things to do um, when it comes to either socialization. Also, if it comes to communication, um, that could be interpersonal communication. That could be communication with a collective or with a relationship. Um, Another day that I want to point out is the May 21st is a big day. Just all around. Now we have the sun in Gemini, trying Pluto in Aquarius, sun in Gemini, sextile Mars in Leo. So even though it is a very rambunctious day, it feels a little bit more energetic on a positive note, not so fiery, right? Not so like angry when we think about that opposition between Mars and Leo and Aquarius that just feels you know with Pluto that just feels very ugh. but when we look at the May 21st the next day let's kind of get into that area of more research more acknowledgement more social circles this would be a good time to maybe like do a class or do something that's very much centered on something that you've been like putting back and you want to get into that energy of like leadership um, and assertiveness, or maybe like you've been wanting to like take something that um, was based on something new that you wanted to learn or a new hobby. So definitely look into it. Also, if you feel like there is a good connection with you and another person. I want you to do a little bit of research on that person. I also want you to do a little bit of research before you start to go into like new areas of jobs, especially um, with this dynamic on the 21st and the 20th. So the astrology for May, like I said, does feel a little bit more messy, but It does feel also like that could be because we're entering more areas of socialization, more areas of circles with the groups. On May 26th, we have Venus in Cancer, Sextine, Uranus, and Taurus. So this is a good time for us to be focused on the relationship and also finances. This is also a good time that we are going to 
really create that safe circle. Um, I love like a safe circle. And when I think of like a safe circle, I think of like people at work or people that I know I can go to and say like, hey, I'm not feeling like 100 today. And there's like no judgment behind it. Or people I can go to like my family and um, tell them certain things, right? Or tell them certain things that I would like to talk about. And when we create our safe circle, that can be a, a, a group of people. That could also be sometimes a group of strangers. I know it sounds weird, but there are a lot of groups that can help us create a safe circle. So um, that's something to look towards around May 26. And I want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast on chakras and cuss words. Please comment, like, and review, and please share this podcast. It helps me move up the podcasting ladder. So the next astrology uh, podcast will be the astrology for Gemini season and also the horoscopes. I do plan on getting out some of the podcasts that I have in my podcast bank. And then we're going to start diving into the importance of astrological energy and also planetary alignments, but really looking at each planet as an individual um, and how we can embrace that energy of that planet. And also, um, I do plan on maybe um, sharing more guided meditations. I feel like a lot of people like the meditations. So I do plan on sharing more of the chakra um, meditations that I have. And then I do plan on going back to the chakra system. Um, Maybe after we go into the planets before we take a deep dive into the zodiacs. Because I want to talk about how some of the zodiacs really embed, embedded, or embedded with a lot of energy around the chakras. So that will be kind of its own podcast. So many great things are coming as we approach season four, um, ending and entering season five. I do plan on doing something on dreams. I have such a wide list of stuff I would love to talk about, but I do want it to be a concise alignment where we do do astrology of the planets. Then we kind of acknowledge the area of the zodiacs and the chakras, and then we go into the zodiacs. And then after that, we will dive into the houses um, and also the area of the birth chart. And then also we will start to wind down from the astrology and start to enter the dream energy. So thank you everybody for hanging out and um, see you next time on Chakras and Cuss Words. Bye.